everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey guys, welcome back. Today we are looking at Proverbs 4 to 6. Uh, so yesterday, if you didn't get a chance to catch that, we talked about uh, kind of this introduction to Proverbs, that this is uh, primarily focused on wisdom and how to be wise. Uh, Today, we'll see that that um, theme continued. I mean, really throughout the whole book, we'll see that theme continued. Uh, One of the clear things that I'm seeing in Proverbs 4 to 6 is this repeated theme that's picked up from 1 to 3 that is kind of focused on the two ways. There is the way of those who are wise, and there is a way of those who are fools. And so obviously, as Solomon, if he's the author, is writing to his sons, uh, he is encouraging them to be wise in the decisions that they make. He's encouraging them to be wise in the way that they live their lives. And ultimately, wisdom comes by fearing the Lord and obeying his commandments and doing what he has already revealed to us and showed us. And so you get kind of that in chapter four, uh, what it means again to be wise how to follow the Lord and what he has asked. Um, You get a little bit of what it means to be a fool, uh, that the fool basically is like stumbling around in the dark, trying to make a way uh, on their own. I'm reminded yesterday when we talked about uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will make your paths straight. Uh, This is obviously from chapter four, not true for the fool. The fool is not trusting in the Lord. And so therefore the fool's path is not straight and it is confusing and it is lost in darkness. So uh, that is not a great way to live life. Obviously, that's not something that is exciting. It's something that is confusing. Uh, And oftentimes the fool uh, gives up a lot of what is available to those who are wise for a long time. Things like honor, things like a family that is appreciative, um, you know, just care and concern from other people because those that have been wise for a long time enjoy a good reputation and good relationship and community. Uh, I can think of several people in my mind that I've known for a long time that are much older than me uh, that have been wise for a long time. And you can see the fruit of that wisdom in their own lives. They have families that honor them. They have people in community that honor them. Uh, People care very much about what they have to say because they have been following the Lord for a long time and therefore, surprise, surprise, they have a lot of wisdom to offer and people want to benefit from that wisdom. Uh, As we jump into chapter 5, chapter 5 is specifically about adultery. There's a little bit of direct, you know, hey, this is what adultery looks like, this is what you should avoid, and there's a little bit of imagery as well. In the second part of chapter 5, you get this... um, talking about drinking water from your own cistern, um, taking water from your own well. That is not necessarily about wells and water. That is about wives. Uh, That is about how you treat your wife and how you care for your wife. So chapter five is really interesting. Um, in, In the fact that we read Song of Solomon just two days ago, those two things feel really closely connected. You can actually see a lot of the concepts that are in Song of Solomon showing up here in, I think, Proverbs 5 and 6, um, focusing on, like, stay away from adulterous relationships. Chapter 5 starts out saying, um, the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil, but in the end she is as bitter as wormwood and sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Uh, this idea in Proverbs 5 and Proverbs 6 
that adulterous relationships with a woman who is not your wife is only going to cause pain and destruction in your life. Uh, maybe some of you have experienced that for yourselves. Maybe some of you have seen what that looks like in the lives of other people. Um, but the, the writer of Proverbs is making it obvious um, that adultery is no joke. And when you are seeking relationships with someone who is not your husband, not your wife, you're ultimately going to be very disappointed. You're ultimately going to be seriously put to shame um, because it is not wise to commit adultery and it causes significant problems in your life and in the life of your family. And so really it seems like there's, there's two chapters of this. I did talk a little bit about the well. Um, this is chapter five, verse 15, drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad streams of water in the streets, let them be for you alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Uh, this is the idea that your, your God has intended for us from the beginning of creation. Um, you can appeal to creation. You can see how God created um, Adam and then created Eve from Adam, and they were in relationship together. It was just the two of them. It was one man and one woman together uh, in a covenant relationship. That is what God intends for marriage. That's what God intends for sex inside of marriage. And that is obvious here in Proverbs as well. When the writer's talking about water and cisterns, he's not actually talking about water and cisterns. He makes that obvious from talking about rejoicing in the wife of your youth. He's saying, listen, your marriage, your your covenant relationship with your husband or your wife is meant to be just those two people and that's it. You don't go spreading that stuff around. Um, you don't go just jumping into any relationship you possibly can. When you have a cistern, when you have a well, you take care of it and you nurture it and you look out for it. That is what a marriage relationship is meant to be. Uh, something that is cared for and nurtured and stays between one man and one woman. Um, and blessing comes from that. So it's really interesting to me that, that Proverbs is this book of wisdom. And it did not take very long for the writer of Proverbs to say, hey, a big part of wisdom is picking your, your husband, picking your wife really well and caring for them really well and not being careless with the loving relationships in your life, not being careless with the sexual relationships in your life. Uh, we've seen that throughout Genesis, actually. We've seen that in Song of Solomon. Now we're seeing that in Proverbs, um, that, that sex and marriage are really meant to be one thing. And whenever we pursue something that is not that one thing, we really only produce hurt and confusion and frustration and ultimately dishonor on ourselves. And so obviously, like in our culture and context today, um, we've talked about this already, there's, there's a wild sexual ethic out there that is basically do whatever you want, define it for yourself. And I think ultimately what you see is a lot of brokenness coming from that. And so sometimes you know, be, being married to one woman, being married to one man is presented as restrictive and kind of old-fashioned and traditional. Um, but it doesn't take very long to see that this is, in fact, what God intended. Uh, and your life, you know, will be better. Your your steps will be better planned out. You won't be fumbling around in darkness trying to make sense of your life. Um, because when you walk in God's design, when you obey the commandments that he has already laid down, uh, it is better for your life. Uh, probably my favorite example of that is when you get a new iPhone. 
Um, you don't complain about all the things you can't do with it necessarily. Like, it's not like, oh man, why can't I run over this with my truck? Or why can't I cook this in the microwave? Like, that would be stupid. Uh, because it is kind of dumb to take things that are not meant to be used a certain way and purposely use them that way. And so God's law for us is not restrictive. God's law for us is ensuring that we live the best life we possibly can and ensuring that we walk in the blessing that he has intended for us. So just like it has been saying in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And so if you want to live a wise life, uh, you should do things that God has already spelled out for us in his word. And so I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to uh, check out the Proverbs for yourself. As far as your part today, this is this is all about being wise. So I encourage you to seek out wise counsel uh, in the decisions that you're making. Maybe talk to somebody who is one of those older people that have been walking in wisdom for a long time uh, and see what they advise um, in their experience and in what they've seen in their relationship with the Lord. So we'll be back again tomorrow. Uh, we're looking at Proverbs 7 to 9. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Proverbs chapter four. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast to my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son, and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered, and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked, and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of, right, of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. My son, be attentive to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding. 
that you may keep discretion, and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey, and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps follow to the paths of Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her, and do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength, and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you are a groan. When your flesh and body are consumed, and you say, How I hated discipline, and my heart despised reproof. I did not listen to the voice of my teachers, or incline my ear to my instructors. I am at the brink of utter ruin, in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for yourself alone, and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed, and rejoice in the wife of your youth. As a lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman, and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For a man's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly he is led astray. My son, if you have put up security for your neighbor, have given your pledge for a stranger. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself, for you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten and plead urgently with your neighbor. Give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie here, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. A worthless person, a wicked man, goes about with crooked speech, winks with his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his finger, with perverted heart devises evil, continually sowing discord. Therefore calamity will come upon him suddenly. In a moment he will be broken beyond healing. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's commandment, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always, tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and a teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life, to preserve you from the evil woman, from the smooth tongue of the adulteress. Do not desire her beauty in your heart, and do not let her capture you with her eyelashes. For the price of a prostitute is only a loaf of bread, but a married woman hunts down a precious life. Can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? 
Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So if he goes into his neighbor's wife, none who touches her will go unpunished. People do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy his appetite when he is hungry. But if he is caught, he will pay sevenfold. He will give all the goods of his house. He who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his disgrace will not be wiped away. For jealousy makes a man furious, and he will not spare when he takes revenge. He will accept no compensation. He will refuse, though you multiply gifts. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.